Welcome to episode 79 of the Animal Addicts podcast. Sorry for the delay. We had many technical issues, which unfortunately will delay future episodes as well. On today's episode, Casey talks about an awesome new exhibit at the Monterey Bay Aquarium, and I revisit an old pet peeve. We then learn about two new ocean favorites and about our crazy-looking animal of the week. Episode 79 of the Animal Addicts podcast starts right now. Welcome to episode 79 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we're your host, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new batch of awesome animals. But before we get into that, Casey, what have you been up to since last I saw you? I went to the Safari Park Saturday. The Wild Animal Park? Yes, that's fun. <laughs> On a Saturday, it was probably busy, right? Yeah, but it's not as crazy. That's good. As I thought. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, just me and my sisters. It was funny, though, because... I think the dude at the front was confused, or I don't know how it, that scanner works, because it asked me if I was bringing a guest, and I was like, nope, I can't bring a guest in with my pass. Oh, yeah. So it was like, I don't know. It's like, did they, and then afterwards, it's like, did they change it? It's like, can I bring a guest now? It's like, nope. Can I tell but you, by the way, I got my renewal notice. Oh, yeah? And I get no discount to renew at the same level, but I get a discount on a cheaper one. So what? I would already be saving money if I dropped down to, like, the tiger one that you have. But Mine's they would give me, like, oh, sorry. Whatever the one down below me is. Yeah. I would And the ones below that. I would already get that discount because it would be less money. And then they're going to give me, like, 10 or 15 bucks off that. But not 10 or 15 bucks off of the level I'm at currently. Interesting. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, so sorry. Strange. Continue. But, yeah. And then my sister, uh, because my mom and my younger sister went first, was looking. It's like, what? how am I getting in? It's like, no, mom already gave you her you used her free pass for you <laughs> was like uh, so that was funny start good times yeah and then we we changed it up and went to the elephants first because my mom wants to see them going in the water yeah i get that and it's she tries really to go at different times yep yep it's fun yeah mm -hmm. They weren't in the water, but they were rolling around the mud, and Zilly was like, I'm staying here. You can't move me. Aww. And um, Kaya was coming in trying to shove him off and just sat on him. <laughs> it's very funny. They're silly. Yeah. Oh, and I found out something that we never confirmed before, but it's like my mom, we she has the same pass as you, so she can go. She has priority boarding and priority parking and that yeah. stuff. But we never know if it's like, is it just you and the person you bring in right, that yeah. gets to go to priority boarding? It's your whole party. So anyone who comes with you at all? Yeah, because I yes. was able to go to the front. I wonder if that's actually yeah. real or if they just let that happen. But I'm I hoping know. it's actually real because I, I want to know too. Because if I bring, if I use my guest passes, yeah, and stuff, then I want to be able to bring people in and like have. Because it'd be weird to be like, oh well, the, we get to go in the front, but you four, sorry. <laughs> It sucks to be you. Yeah. Good to know, because I really want to do that mm -hmm. at both places. Yep. Oh, and I went up to Condor Ridge. Yeah. I saw the babies. Yes. Well, they're adolescents, but they have well, the darker babies. heads. They're little things. They're not that little. They're little. They're it's babies. a condor. Nothing is no, little. No, not the condors. Oh. Which <laughs> the babies? The sheep. Oh, you saw the babies? Yes. I'm so jealous. 
Yes. Yes. My mom was like, is that one okay? He's not moving. It's like, then he got his head up. Like, <gasps> How cute are they? They're really they're cute. They're so cute it's when they're like, little. And the one's just like being, I'm all tucked Is he tucked? <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. Oh, man, I'm jealous. I want to see them. And then one with his little wobbly legs. Oh, my gosh. They're going to be older by the time I get a chance yeah. to go. And I, now that I'm back to work, I can only go on weekends again. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. And then I saw the condors. And I remember not the la- the time before I went, this most recent one, it was blocked off. And I was assuming they were getting their new condors acclimated. Oh, maybe. I remember you said a while ago you went and it was blocked off. And when yeah. I went, it was open. And yeah. they have the new ones that have the darker heads. Yeah. So, yeah, they are like, born in 2020 or something like that. Yeah. And then... I think there's just one of the old ones left now. 45 is still there. Yeah. Uh, Malako. Malako. Yeah. Yeah. She was born in 1980. I think there's one of the other ones. Aside from her. Yeah. I The two I remember was her and Kachuma. I can't remember the third one to save my life. I don't remember mm-hmm. their names very well. But it yeah. is interesting to see the younger ones with the darker heads still. Mm-hmm. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. So it's cool. And what was cool was uh, when we went over there, we were like... We saw something moving in the bushes. Like, what is that? And it's like, it looked like it was beating something up. And then we go around. It was a roadrunner killing a lizard. Yep. They're pretty rough that way. Mm -hmm. Natural California. Yeah. And then where the chukans are, they got new birds. There's, it was funny because they're kind of iridescent. They're ones on the ground. Is it the ones they don't have a sign for? Yes. Yeah, I want to know what they are. I've gone I'll twice. tell you because it was funny. It's like so many people walking by, all adults are like, oh, they're peacocks or something. And they no. were kept saying peacocks. They're not peacocks. But a kid got it right. It looks like it's some sort of turkey thing. It's a turkey. Okay. They're oscillated turkeys. Cool. I assumed it was some sort of turkey because that's yeah. what it looks like. But they're really pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, they but are I was native. so mad. There was no sign. I was like, what is up? Yeah, I was just like, I can't know. They're oscillated turkeys, but I don't see a sign. But yeah, there are actually in Central America down in Mexico, part of Belize, and Guatemala. That's cool. They're really pretty. Yes, they are. I forgot too when I went the little joeys. We got to see them. They're so cute. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Did you see the joeys the last time you went? No, because there was a long line to get into walkabout. Really? Yeah. I was surprised because like I remember the other times like nobody knew you could go in. Yeah. I almost never (laughs) have to wait in line for that. And this time they weren't like all, I remember the last time all joeys were like right in front, but no, now they're all tucked over near where their bedrooms are. That's where they mostly were when we were there last. It was cute though, because there was one that like was hanging out with my mom and he like went inside and his little head sticking out and he's just like going like, what's up? What are we doing? Yeah. Anyway. But it's also just funny. It's like, I am spoiled because I grew up down here, always went to Sioux and Safari Park. Right. And then there's other people that come in and like their reaction to some things is funny. Like they go up to the cheetah enclosure and it's like, there's a dog. Why is there a dog? (laughs) That happened when I brought my friend too. It was, uh, I forget which one died. Was it Raina or Ray that passed? Oh. I don't remember. One of the Ridgebacks was out. So I was like, well, it must be Ruxa out mm-hmm. there. But yeah, and it, it took us forever to find Ruxa. So I was like, you come to the park and there's a dog. Yep. And it was also very much listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> I was That's like, funny. hi, baby. And then like when we walked away to go look at the cheetah, it's like, okay, I'm going back to sleep yeah. now. I was like, are and you guys going to fight? You're on opposite ends. And then you can see the tourists like coming in that been to traditional zoo. It's like, well, there's this giant field. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a... <laughs> it is fun seeing reactions mm-hmm. to different people. Also, I love hearing all the different accents. Mm-hmm. And now that I've been doing my like Duolingo, obviously we have a lot of Spanish speakers here anyway, so that mm-hmm. we find all the time. But like the other day, I think it was at the park, and there was someone I was like, Are you speaking German? <laughs> 
I'm like, I really can't. Like, all I can say is, like, du bist deine Katze. Like, <laughs> you are a cat. I can be like, du bist nett. You are nice. Like, mm. there's not much I can say to you. So, but I'm like, ooh, <laughs> somebody help me practice. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, that's exciting. Yeah. The park and really I nice. finally got to see the tree kangaroo. He's never been out the He's last, not been out the last three yeah. times I've gone. Yeah, and we finally got to see him this last time. That's good. Yep. Was he actually nicely visible? Yes. I good. got some pictures. My mom got a did video. Did you see the black rhinos or the I did. Bongo? I saw Arya. Okay, nice. Yeah, she was hidden in with in the rocks. Oh, yeah. Also, I was going to say, the very last time I went, uh, they were in the Bomas. Both of them oh. were. Hmm. So... Yeah. Oh, I think they were doing work out in the field. Mm. That's why. So they didn't yeah. obviously want to be out there with rhinos wandering around. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So good times. The park yep. is always fun. Yeah. And we saw the two baby giraffes along the baby rhino. Was so they're cute. cute. <laughs> yeah. They're cute. They're all just adorable. I yes. love them. My one of my favorite things is seeing when the giraffe run. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, uh. I love it. It's the best. Yeah. My mom's upset, though, because there's no longer the lemurs and it's the gibbons. Mm-hmm. There's so many changes. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly. And it's like we're back to where we started. <laughs> is that is that that's that's your whole experience? Mine is related. So I just don't want to moving on. Let's see. I don't remember anything else particularly. Oh, we saw the platypus. It was funny. It's the Yay. first time I, he was in the lower pool. I'm assuming it's the male because he's usually one that's active. And it was first time I saw them got out of the water. He cr- climbed up the waterfall. Wow. Yeah. My I've mom got a video. Them, like, go on the log a little bit and then go right back yeah. in. But they're never out very long. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. So. Oh, but it was funny because it was like I was waiting for seeing. It's like, where's my because I assume my mom was still up at the glass looking at him. And it's like I was left alone and didn't know they left. <laughs> amazing um well i went i realized um that i would not have a good opportunity now that i'm back to work full time so it's like i better go sooner rather than later um to go see the new explorers base camp thing at the zoo i'm like i'm gonna go to the zoo because i hadn't felt good enough for a long time to like actually make that trip i still only went for like three hours anyway but either way but i went to the zoo and so many things so going to the new explorers base camp thing whatever it's called yeah, that's right. I feel like I would now say if someone is coming out, it's kind of a borderline for me. Now I would feel like if someone's coming out San Diego and they can only go to one, I feel like my scales have tipped to the zoo now. Oh, really? Yes, because the base, the the um, Explorers Base Camp is so cool. Yeah. It's so great. And the park, the only thing at this point really pulling for the park is the giant multiple acre enclosures. Yeah. That's the only reason at this point because... The herds are dead. There's no wildebeest. Why? We've discussed this. Why? My giant eland are gone? Mm-mm. There's still Patterson's eland. There's still Patterson's eland, but they're not the giant eland, and I can't have a connection with the Patterson <laughs> eland because I can't stand there and have one give me a supportive look as I'm, like, crying because of shit going on in my life. Anyway, um, so <laughs> my those are gone, and then the bonta box whatever they are we didn't see those a lot but still mm-hmm. but like the lemurs aren't there now there's no cheetah run before it was like you go to the park you see a cheetah run full freaking speed mm-hmm. which technically i guess you can if you pay a lot of money now <laughs> i really? think they do that now in the morning i think it's like oh. a cheetah safari now and they do that but it used to be, which makes sense because covid you don't want that many people like crammed yeah in that's why they're also not doing their presentation any of that stuff. stuff yeah so but now it's like really the only thing pulling for the park is the giant enclosure mm-hmm. but now the giant enclosure is like not very full. <laughs> Not that it was ever full because it's huge and they yeah. have plenty of room, but it's like the wildebeest aren't there anymore. And I'm just kind of like, I really, I feel like my scales have tipped to the <laughs> zoo. I mean, the zoo is, my issue with the zoo is that 
a lot of the enclosures are still very small and not very good compared to the wild animal park where the wild animal park most enclosures are very good and it's like they have so much room and it's great and it looks very natural there's only a few enclosures where it's small whereas the zoo is much more like not old school traditional zoo like when i was Mm -hmm. a kid when it was like really old school but like they don't have as much room and it's like so the biggest thing first of all i'm gonna get into the base camp because oh it was so cool (laughs) my only issue with the base camp they cannot enjoy being surrounded by screaming children the entire time (laughs) and there's no escape there's nowhere for any of them to go where they can escape it yeah and again Small enclosures in that area. Mm-hmm. The design is gorgeous. I don't know who designed that. I should go look that up. <laughs> Props to you. You should design everything. It's amazing. And also, I walked in, and it was almost like being at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. I was just like, where do I? I don't even know. Where do I go? There's so many things. This like goes in a million different directions. Where do I go? Um. So anyway, but like the enclosures are really cool. They're nicely designed, but I feel like for the animals, it's not that great. So that's the only downside of the new Explorers Base Camp, but everything else is so cool. Also, I went in there and I was like, this must be Casey's, like, heaven. Because it's just all the ants, all the bugs, all the insects just going crazy. I'm like, this is all about Casey. All the Casey. And then also I was like, that's where the Quaddy went. Because <laughs> I went to the park and I was trying to show my friend. I'm like, oh, these are, they're gone. And then I went, I'm like, that's where they are. You moved them down here. You stole our Quaddy. How dare you? Anyway, um, and the Axolotl, so excited to have one. I was one. upset. He wouldn't show his face. He wasn't there. Oh, he was there. No, it's like he was separated off exhibits. Like, oh, he was there. He was there, and it was funny because there was a couple standing. That was also another issue because it's kind of like the you know like the reptile house where it's like small things. That's again small enclosures, but for a lot of those animals, like not the end of the world because they're like small little things that don't travel a lot anyway. But the axolotl, they couldn't find him. And I'm like, he's definitely there. He's very clearly there. He just has his head down in the rocks. I'm like, I want to see your cute little. I forget what they're called. I couldn't see his little face. I saw his little things, the top ones sticking up. But that's all I could see. I was like, please look up. Stop digging in the rocks. And he's oh like, nope, goodness. I'm digging in the rocks. I'm not looking at you. Anyway, but he was so cute. And I was like, I'm going to see you. Someday I'm going to see you for real. Um, but anyway, so it's just, it's folks. Especially, 100% if you have kids, absolutely go to the zoo. It's so cool. Like, if I had kids, like, they'd be there for, like, two hours, I think. Because there's a bunch of, like, playgrounds built in. There's, like, educational stuff. There's the animals. And they have cool animals over there, too. Many of whom, I believe, we have spoken about on the podcast. I really need to go and mark maps of both places and be like, here are all the animals we have discussed. Um, And I didn't even go to, like, the aviaries and stuff this time because I didn't do everything. My whole point was to go to that and then, like, do a little bit else after. But anyway, it was so cool. And it also reminded me of when you were a child and you would go on field trips and how stupid they are because they give you that little sheet that you have to, multiple page sheet, and you don't have time to actually look at anything. Oh, yeah. If it's at the zoo, if it's at like a science museum, you're just like filling out your questions. You can't actually read any of the signs yeah. or do anything. I'm like, this is so stupid. So also educational system. I require that you change up your field trip situation so that kids can actually learn from the museum and not just run to fill in answers that they didn't actually read the whole thing anyway you know what i mean yeah. do you not have the same experience because every single field trip was the same yeah so anyway, and of course there were kids there on field trips so but it's so cool folks it's so cool so casey would love it because it's like i forget what they're called now, but it's like the invertebrate wonders or it, whatever i think it's still called spineless marvels so yeah spineless marvels and then there's a whole one that's just like there's two stories to full it. I know and there's so many that are like two stories and there's like just you just gotta get lost back there you're like I don't where have I not gone and then you like wander like oh there's something back here like the animal ambassadors Caracal thank you was out there and who else was out there they didn't have signs though for those oh Mm -hmm. another complaint I do have a complaint so now they have the new signs 
where it filters through, it's, you know, digital. Yeah. I don't like that. You don't like it? No, because there's a bunch of animals in it, and I'm like, and it's usually crowded, and there's a bunch of people, so you don't want to stick at one window too long. So I'm like, what is this? I'm like, that's not that. And then also, like, you're looking for these little, like, insects or, like, lizards or whatever. So I'm like, I need to know what I'm looking for because these things camouflage. <laughs> so show me what I'm looking for to look in here and try to find it. Yeah. And then they, like, take a while. To, I mean, it makes sense because you got to read about the animal that's there. But I'm like, but I need to know what's there. Or if you see some, you're like, oh, what's that? It's not that. <laughs> and that takes a long time to cycle through. So I'm like, yeah. if you're going to have more than two animals in a thing, you need to have two of those. <laughs> also, I just don't like the cycling. Like, just have a permanent. Please, just do it. Anyway, so that was my one thing I didn't that and that the animals I don't think could be that happy at least the ones where they're right surrounded the ones off on the side are a little bit better the ambassadors and that they don't have signs and I'm like can you please put up signs so caracal was one of them which is so cute because you couldn't see see them you couldn't see them down below but when you went on the second story of that area which I don't think that's the spineless wonders I don't know if it's spineless wonder it's the one with the ants I think is over there yeah that's where the leaf cutters are. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so on top, the caracal's just napping on top of the box. Yeah. So it's so cute. And then I want to say it's a, no, I guess right, a tegu? It's kind of like a little anteater. Oh, uh, tamandua. That, I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah so I that was there, him. but there's no sign. And I'm like, what? What is this? And then the other one was some sort of porcupine. I couldn't see the face and everything. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember yeah. there was but a sloth cool. last time. Uh, I could... You could barely see it, and there wasn't a sign. My mom was upset when Aww. I told her there was a sloth. At the ambassador thing or over yeah. at the normal place? Okay. Yeah, and then it was, and then the fennec fox are over there now, but now also they've stolen all of our animals, basically, from the park, clearly. Mm. But then there's, like, two places for fennec fox now. <laughs> I'm just like, they're everywhere. Because mm-hmm. um, they're over up by the, like, rhino, that little section by, by the binturong, mm-hmm. and then the fennec fox over there, which I don't remember there being a fennec fox there before. Oh, really? But they were feeding them, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then there's a fennec fox over by the children's zoo, obviously. Mm-hmm. I call it the children's zoo, but anyway. But it's so cool. It's just so awesome. Like, seriously, if you have kids, especially if you live in San Diego, honestly, just go and just spend two hours there. Like, they will have a blast. There's, like, the water squirty zone. There's, like, a fun. It really reminded me of when I went to Disney at California Adventure, and so many times I would pass it, have you been to California Adventure? Yeah. Okay. So over by Grizzly Rapids, there's that like, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like an adventure camp thing. Mm-hmm. And I never really went to it. And then one day I went, all adults, very much all adults went to this thing. And it's a giant jungle Jimmy like obstacle course type thing. We spent like an hour there oh, playing my- around. It's so fun. <laughs> but that's what it kind of reminded me of because it has like their little like jungle Jimmy like area. And I'm like, this is so fun. I'm like, are adults allowed on this? First of all, I don't see signs preventing me. So like I'm over here. Oh my goodness. But anyway, it's just so cool, folks. Go check it out. Super duper cool. Love it except for not the best for enclosures for animals and the signs drove me nuts. But also the leaf cutter ants are so cool. And there's an axolotl. And how do you not want to see an axolotl? <laughs> There's also giant Chinese salamander. Yes, and I couldn't see that one. Yeah, I saw the back end. I didn't see it. So I, but, then the they, but I saw the skulls. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that's terrifying. <laughs> also, also the, I almost did it. Shoot. I've, it's a gaboon. Gap. The big pit viper snake. Gaboon viper? I almost did it. Maybe that's what it was. Yes. Gaboon viper. Those skulls are terrifying. I was like, that is the stuff of nightmares. And then, like, a cobra's next to it. I'm like, that is acceptable. That is not. (laughs) I was like, this is okay. That is not. That is terrifying. Absolutely not. Take it away. And the giant salamander, I'm like, also take that away. We've talked about them. I think that was a bonus animal, but still, like, no thank you. Anyway, but it's just, it's so cool, folks. You got to go check it out. And they got little caiman. And they're just. (sighs) I didn't see the caiman when I was there. I did. No, 
At least I think it was a Cayman. Because that's another one where the signs were terrible. So the signage was terrible. I'm going to say. Flat out, the signage was terrible. Um, but, like, there was one that's like, is it an alligator? Is it a crocodile? Is it a gharial? Is it this? And I'm like, I don't know. Because you have not posted a sign. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if this is a baby or if it's just, like, a Cayman and it's just not going to get that big. Anyway, but they're so cool. Mm-hmm. Highly suggest it. It was awesome. And it was fairly crowded. Also, though, I feel like they changed. I don't remember being that way before. I thought when you did Elephant Odyssey, like, if you went the route of, like, the meerkats and stuff, mm-hmm. I thought you could keep walking on the road to get no. over to the... I feel like... One time, a long time ago, you could still, but, no, they blocked it off since. When did that happen? Because I feel like this is the first time I have gone where yeah. you could not go on the road. Because I walked the other way of Elephant Odyssey... And then I was going to plan to go over to, like, the mountain lions, who actually were moving for, like, two seconds. But still, it was walking for, like, a second. Um, and then I had to go all the way back through Elephant Odyssey to go over there. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll take the sky thingy to get back over. That was a huge line. I'm like, oh, now I'm walking all the way back. <laughs> like, good times. Anyway. So cool, though. Also, they've redone the, like, sky tram thing at mm-hmm. the front, yeah. which was so cool. Again, I was like, this is just amazing. I love it. Also, I'm very sad. I should have taken a picture. I really want to get the the hats that are like those explorer hats, you yeah. know? And I have a small head. Like, I'm going to have to, ah. we're going to have to go again, and I'm going to have to show you how bad. I showed my friend how bad it was. I'm like, I want to buy it. And it's actually, like, reasonably priced. And I was like, and I'm like, I want this hat so bad. And I stick it on my head, and she just, like, laughs because it's ridiculous. And I'm like, I need a child size of this hat. But all the children's one are plastic and shitty. And I'm yeah. like, I need you to make this in a smaller size because this is the situation. And I really want this hat. Oh, so anyway. Funny. But yes, anyway, wrap it up. The new Explorers Base Camp. Also, the merch for it is awesome. And, okay, I already have a Disney pin problem, okay? And the zoo's been doing this for a while in the park. have been doing these pins. But now they have these Explorer Camp pins. And they had a Kawadi on it. And I failed. <laughs> and I was like, I'm obviously buying this because there's a Kawadi pin in it. It's actually really cute. Oh my and I was like, oh my god, I'm actually buying this. And I was like, if I had a kid, I'd buy them like a little jacket and putting the little like, they have those little patches on. I'm like, it's so cute. Anyway, go check it out. Personally yeah. now, I would say if you can only go to one, I would actually say the zoo. Unless you want to see, 100% if you have kids, go to the zoo. Um, But if you want to see the big open enclosure, then you go to the park. But really at this point, I feel like that's the only thing. And it's not as crowded. There is mm-hmm. that. There's definitely that. Um, but at this point, I think that's the only thing it really has going for it until Cheetah Run can come back. Yeah. And until they can, like, repopulate some of the stuff. Because I'm like, you're taking all the cool stuff away. Yeah. How dare you? Anyway, there are joeys, too, which is cool. You yeah. don't get to interact with kangaroo. No. And once again, be careful and pay attention so you don't <laughs> crash into the kangaroo. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, that is enough of that. Let's get into what we were going to talk about today. It's and... actually a good segue for me. Yay! Take it away, Casey. So she mentioned a new exhibit. Now I'm a, a, talking about another new one. Oh, also real quick, I totally forgot to say. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the new stuff that all the like the um all the inside indoor stuff with like the bugs and yeah. some sort of fish and stuff. It totally reminded me of the London Zoo. Given I went to the London Zoo oh, a while ago, um, but there's more of like an aquarium. But I feel like this was kind of like that, but cooler. So <laughs> yay. Anyway, continue. Okay. Yes. So this is for the Northern California folks. Yeah. Because Monterey Bay Aquarium is opening up a new gallery. Well, it's been opened up now, by at by this now. point. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I am jealous because I've never been there. I want to go there. And now I want to go there anymore. Because this new gallery is called Into the Deep, if I remember correctly. And it's basically all deep sea creatures and weird, cool stuff that you never get to see. 
and I want to go so bad. Are these bad. actual live deep yes. sea creatures? Yes. Is a yeti crab there? No. I don't know. I'm going to guess a frilled shark is not there. So. No. <laughs> um okay all right interesting maybe we should just look into the costs and see if we can afford to just go up for a weekend yeah it's probably really expensive yes i gotta work for a while all right continue <laughs> so anyway and it, i remember um i actually looked watched their live on tiktok um when they were doing some preview tours uh for it and they have some jellyfish that haven't even been described yet oh okay. so they don't have a species name folks you cannot even see the excitement on his <laughs> face right now yeah and there's like so it's a bunch of cool there's like 50 different species and there's going to be like a total of 200 animals in the gallery over the course of the years um but one of the really cool ones is the bloody bell comb jellies they're like all red and they're just really cool okay they have cool jellies there anyway yes but these ones are even cooler well, okay um yeah and one of the things they have a under they have a cold uh coral reef exhibit okay because there's like everyone knows all the tropical coral reefs and right until we talked about this podcast i didn't know they existed outside of tropical i didn't know there were yes deep sea coral there's reefs. deep sea corals they have an exhibit for those they're really cool they have J uh, japanese spider crabs Ooh. Yep. Yes, and they have it displayed in like a whale fall exhibit. So there's an artificial whale skeleton in there, and you get to see the giant spider crabs like crawling around. Yeah, I do want to see that. Yeah, That'd they're all cool. male. Okay, the male ones are the ones that get really big. Okay, based on ginormous crab <laughs> yes. things. Now I really want to go, man. Yeah, it's so cool. And another cool thing is they actually have because these are all collected by the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute, and one of the things they've collected is a whale vertebra from the bottom of the ocean, and there was these bone worms in there, and that's on display. Ew. It's really cool. Okay. Mm. You lost me on bone worms. <laughs> <laughs> They're really cool. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's like nothing really much like it out there because there's some aquariums in japan i think like that but it's like animals that nobody has seen alive really that's really cool and an aquarium is like so cool and um by the end of the um gallery there's actually giant isopods and it's oh. a touch tank you could touch the giant isopods oh, okay yeah Another animal we talked about. How many animals do they have that we've talked about? A couple, I think. That's cool. Yeah. Um, they also have uh, another thing they have are siphonophores. Siphonophores are kind of like jellies, except they're a colonial species. So kind of think like jellies that aggregate together, kind of like corals do. Okay. Yeah. And they have those there. And like, I've never seen siphonophores in an aquarium but only seen the true jellies basically hmm, okay but yeah it's a lot of cool weird stuff and i'm very jealous of the people who live mm -hmm. up there mm -hmm. um all right well there you go i don't want to touch a giant isopod okay <laughs> and that's when you turn into a 10 year old boy <laughs> yeah like yep mm -hmm. all right cool all right well um casey we were talking about um, deep sea creatures. Yes, we are. And you know, one of the things um, that that lives deep in the sea has to do with this sort of... This is a great segue, folks. Just go with it, okay? <laughs> All right, Casey. So where can you find the down and out calamari? I don't know. On Squid Row. Oh, my God. 
are some squid deep in the ocean. Yes, that there was are. the segue, folks. Anyway, but this actually ties in real well. That is everything with that, right? Yes. Okay. So we have not done this in forever. Oh, one last thing. Okay, just kidding. They have a live cam for the Japanese fire crabs if you want to watch it. Ooh, that is cool. Yes. Check that out. Um, so we have been bad about doing some things we're supposed to be doing, like animal myths and pet peeves and words. What am I trying to say? Suggestions, um, guides for pets, pet care type stuff. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to bring up a pet peeve, which is actually revisiting another pet peeve, but I was, it was reinforced for me on these trips to the parks. And obviously if you go to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, please also follow these guidelines. (laughs) My pet peeve is how you behave at either a theme park or a zoo or any very public space where you're going to be viewing things and being in lines and stuff, okay? Folks, I need you to actually get this together, all right? So many things, a lot of it has to do with children, but it's not all children, okay? It's people. So first of all, if you're walking with your party, you cannot walk abreast, okay? Not all of you. Two people can walk abreast. You cannot take up the entire freaking walkway. Is that what this is called? No, this is arms akimbo. Abreast is if you're like this. Okay. We're walking next to each other. Arms akimbo? Arms akimbo is this. I've never heard that. (laughs) Yes, arms akimbo. Anyway, um, but you cannot walk flat out with your entire party. It's basically like driving, y'all, okay? There needs to be a passing lane, because especially if you're a mosier, which most people are moseying, a lot of us have places to go, okay? There's no animals for me to look at right now. I'm moving. I'm getting over to the tigers or wherever I'm going, right? I don't need you in my way taking up all the space, okay? So if you have a stroller or you have whatever thing that's going to slow you down, just know you're in the slow lane. You're just automatically in the slow lane, okay? That's where you need to go. You need to leave space for people to pass. Even better, when you have two people on either side with strollers or whatever the hell taking up all the room in the world. I was going up to the um, Australia area mm-hmm. and it was, I think, a church group. Anyway, <laughs> with a bunch of children and, so, and strollers. Like, not just children, but like tiny ones, right? And strollers. Yeah, last time I had some, we were going, we were just finished with that bridge up towards Condor Ridge. Two strollers, not quite side by side, but they were blocking Literally, it. that's it was what like it was. whole party. It was the like, same spot. It's like... Was it the same people? <laughs> Because literally that was the spot. It was when you're going from the condors yeah. up to Australia. And exactly the same. Strollers on this side, strollers on this. I'm like, you have left like a two foot opening. Get it together, people. You can pick one side. And then there's another <laughs> stroller coming and I'm like waiting. And then some asshole behind me passes me. I'm like, I'm clearly fucking waiting to like get around to go around. And you're going to like pass me? Uh-uh, buddy. And then another stroller's coming. And I was like, I don't fucking care. You're waiting. And I'm like, I'm just going. I've already waited my turn. These people have cut me off. Like, nope, we're, I'm not waiting because you guys are idiots and can't figure out that maybe don't take up the entire bridge. Anyway, so don't do that. It makes everybody hate you. Uh, just be considerate. It's also like if you're in a public space, you have to be considerate of other people as just a person existing and also with children. Like, not everybody voluntarily accepted your children. <laughs> they didn't want you to necessarily have children. And children should be there 100% because kids should be seeing all these animals and getting to learn and having a great time. And there's like nothing better than seeing a kid who's like super excited to see a lion or whatever, right? And they're just like so excited and they're just like totally, it's great. But like, to also teach them to be reasonable little people, right? So, Kids who bang on glasses, on the glass, and the parent, and there are many parents who do nothing, and I'm like about to be like, you better stop doing that. I'm going to tell you off in front of your parents, and then your parent and I are going to get into it because your parent obviously can't fucking parent because that's not challenging. And then there are parents who like, and you don't have to be mean about it. They're just like, honey, don't bang on the glass. That's not very nice. Like, that's all you got to do. And just, if you, also like kids, if you tell them why, usually they'll get it. 
Like, they're not that stupid. (laughs) Like, if you're like, look, he's trying to sleep. You don't want to bother him. Like, you wouldn't like that. And they're like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, unless you have a little asshole kid, which exists. But most kids will be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, And don't let them, like, growl at the tiger. All the things where people let their children do aggressive things toward animals. Like that gorilla's instance where he cracked the glass. I'm like, because your daughter was doing this (laughs) at him. And you thought that was cute. And that was basically a fuck you, gorilla. That's what I'm doing. And then he bangs on the glass and you're surprised. Like, I don't roll up into, like, you know, a crowded place and be like, fuck all you. I don't walk into the Dodger Stadium and be like, fuck the Dodgers. Like, I'm not doing that, right? Like, that's not how we operate. So maybe don't let your kids do that. Also adults. Also adults are doing it. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. I'm like, adults are like, rare. And like, I'm like, don't yell at the tiger. Stop being annoying. I'm like, where do you live? I'm coming to your house at night when you're trying to sleep. And I'm like, hey, hey. And I'm just going to do that to you. Anyway, so behavior with animals. Obviously, that's more animal-focused than, like, if you're at Universal or Disney. But the not taking up the entire walkway is everywhere thing, okay? Don't take up the whole walkway. It's just traffic. Just traffic rules. You stay on the side, and if you're gathering with your group to decide where you're going next, that's fine. Off to the fucking side, you go. You do not stand in the middle of the road, taking up all of our space. Oh, my God. Also... If we are merging traffic guys, we zipper. We zipper it, right? Okay? It's like, this person goes, then this person's goes. It's not just going to be... There's no one doing a traffic guide when there's construction and it's a one-way thing and you have to let a chunk of people go and another chunk of people go. You zipper. Okay? That's how it works. That's how it's efficient. (sighs) Anyway. Those are the main things. Also, just... I mean, that's really the main thing. And also... Oh, that was the other main thing. When I was at the platypus and it was a line... Mm -hmm. You are not more special than the people in front of you, folks. So you know how it, like, goes around, and then you're in the area where there's no platypus, and you're yeah. just, like, wrapping that line to go over? So we're doing that, and then other people are like, boop, straight over. I'm like, no, that's a line, sweetheart. Oh so I'm like, do you think all of these people are hanging out here for their health? No. This is a line. You go, and you cut, and you do that. And then, anyway, it was just so that frustrating. That reminds me of when I was at Universal with my sister. Yeah. Um, you know, like, there's a theater. You go in, you wait until they give you permission to walk in. Yeah. Yeah. People in the very front, there's like, no, the guy was like, hold up, just letting them do their texting. It's like, front group just went and ignored them. I was like, really? <laughs> Lovely. So anyway, it's yeah. just like courtesy, common courtesy, and I don't feel like that's a big cultural difference, and these were definitely not a different, this was definitely Americans doing this. So, 100%, you don't get to cut everybody else. And if you have kids, you chose to bring your kids, and you're just going to have to know that, like, kids are going to have limits going to places mm-hmm. like this. That's on you. That's not on everybody else. Also, other people also have children whose children are waiting in line. Mm-hmm. So you also get to wait in line. Also, teach your children that they have to wait in line. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not complicated. Like, mm-hmm. anyway, it's very frustrating. So it's just a lot of, like, bad parenting. And I get that, like, that's all exi- tiring but it's like if i had a child and i'm going to a restaurant or i'm going somewhere i'm just gonna know that there's a good chance i'm gonna have to leave yeah (laughs) like if this kid has a meltdown like kids have limits of what they can handle it's like if they have a meltdown it's not everyone else in the restaurant's problem Mm -hmm. right i need to deal with that so same thing if you're going to the park it's like i know this depending on the age i got like two hours that this kid's gonna be able to handle this right Mm -hmm. so like that's what you have and that's what you do. It's not everyone else's problem. Be respectful of everybody else. And also, once again, adults also be respectful. So that's the main thing. Traffic issues, don't bang on glass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just came to my mind halfway through. It's like, it's like what I would do if I had, like, no bounds or what I could do. 
<laughs> and it reminds me of this meme. It's like by Cyanide and Happiness. And it's like someone's handing their kid to someone else's like he's like how old is it it's like 18 months and he's like oh you like math do you determine the velocity just checks the kid <laughs> i hate that that has nothing to do with this but I, I hate that if it's over 12 months i mean if it's like 14 months fine but like once we hit a year and a half you're done with months i know you're done i will give up to a year and a half i will allow that but after that point oh no God. we're not doing other oh, 24 months you mean two years i know stop oh my god anyway it's crazy and it also made me sad because i think i i don't know if i've talked about this before but i don't like the new emblem for the zoo in the park. i like it it's not cute I anyway like and I miss because I'm sad because like they used to have those adorable zookeeper outfits and I always wanted to have a kid and get one of those and now they're ugly and I'm like, oh. dang it. it, which who knows if I'll ever have kids anyway, but like either way I'm like, but I like the old zookeeper outfit and now it has that stupid thing on it. It's not even as good as the old zookeeper outfit anyway. And the emblem's bad. I like the emblem. I don't. It's symbolic. I don't like it. I like the other one way better. Anyway, so that's it. That's pretty much the bulk of it. So like mostly just, you know, be courteous of other people. That's the main thing. Also, maybe don't be on a phone call when you're in a very crowded... Because there are people, like, standing there looking at the tigers having a full-on conversation. I'm like, there are people here. Like, children are better behaved than you. Come on. Uh, Get it together. And they have, like, a little bit of an excuse. (sighs) Anyway. So that's pretty much it. Let's move on into our picks. And it was Casey's choice today. So what category did you choose? I went with pelagic fish from the Pacific. Okay. We'll get into that when I guess mine, but sure, yes, what did you funny. choose for your pelagic fish from the Pacific? I went with the tropical two-wing flying fish. Ooh, that's fancy. Yes, it is. Tell us about them. So the scientific name is Kylopogon pinatipibarctus. <laughs> that's a thing. <gasps> okay, it is Kylopogon pinatibarbatus. Okay. It's a long word, okay? Sure. I, I believe you. I'm with it. Let's do it. <laughs> so this species is a widely distributed species of flying fish found in the tropical and subtropical latitudes of all the world's oceans. They reach a maximum size of 30 centimeters in length, but are usually only around 20 centimeters. Okay. This species feeds primarily on plankton and on other small invertebrates found near the ocean surface. However, unlike Large filter feeders like whale sharks that passively feed with their mouths scaped open. The two wing actively hunts individual plankton, uses its large eyes and great vision to locate and chase its prey. They are an epipelagic species, so they are found near the surface of the ocean, and this species is known to congregate into schools. And it gets its name because when it feels threatened, it will leap out of the water and glide across the ocean surface in order to evade predators. Whee! <laughs> and of course, it only has two wings. <laughs> yes. Which are not actually wings. No. And it does not actually fly. It glides. Yes. A lot of things don't fly that they call flying. Yes, like flying squirrels. Mm-hmm. It accomplishes this because it has two enlarged pectoral fins which increases its surface area, allowing it to get some lift, enabling it to glide over the surface of the water. While out of the water, they can cover a distance of up to 200 meters. However, since they do not truly fly, while in the air, flying fish are unable to turn while out of the water and is stuck going in a straight line. And while they are out of the water, they are exposed to predators such as nearby birds. So if they didn't see and they just jumped out of the water and there was a boat 
like a few yards off. Would they just crash into the boat? <laughs> Theoretically, but they could drop their fins and plop in. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, at least you can. They do don't have to go two hundred meters. <laughs> <laughs> you must be committed. You have committed to going two hundred meters. That's a long distance. Yes, it is. That's really impressive. Okay. Anyway, so they can yeah. just be like abort. Yes. Okay. And it's very efficient strategy because you're probably going to be chased by something that just lives underwater and it's like it doesn't know above water exists <laughs> what is that and it's like oh it disappeared <laughs> <laughs> when the fish are back in the water the pectoral fins are held flat against their body as to keep themselves streamlined and reduce drag the fish still needs to stay hydrodynamic because it can't allow its pectoral fins to slow it down too much or else it won't be able to catch food to survive it also needs to stay streamlined because it needs to be able to reach speeds of 60 kilometers per hour in order to propel itself out Ooh, of the water. Oh boy, that's yep. a lot. Mm -hmm. Many species of flying fish reproduce by attaching their eggs to objects that happen to be floating in the ocean, but the two wing reproduces by broadcast spawning, in which males and females release large volumes of eggs and sperm at the same time in hopes that some get fertilized and make it to adulthood. Okay. The tropical two-winged flying fish is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN red list. And this species is currently the most abundant flying fish in offshore waters and is currently the species faces no major risks to its survival. That's good. Yep. They're super cool. Yes. So, um, Casey did another one of these evil categories that's <gasps> it's not so an evil broad. Category. I give Pelagic... you I give you the ocean. Yeah, that's really from. broad. And you can't just search for like what kinds of fish are there? Because any place you do, they tell you like 10 types of fish, which are like tuna and all the normal fish anyway. So like, this is not helpful. So once again, this is probably not my favorite, but I was just like, you know what? I was like, pelagic Pacific Ocean fish. And this is one of them. I'm like, they have cute spots. And then also I was like, this is a fish that I have not personally eaten, but my cat eats. It's in cat food a lot. And also it is a fish that people do eat. And there is a saying so I was like, you know what? We're going to go with the basic fish and let's learn about. Yeah. Pectin like sardines. I've never heard it. Really? Because it's like a bunch of, like, if you're really tight. Mm -hmm. That's like what a subway would okay, be. Okay, now I'm thinking about the sardines from SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, but if you're like, if you're like crammed in like sardines, it means you're yeah. like squished in. I get it. Yeah, so that's what it is. So anyway, so I was like, so oh, I just gave it away. So I chose the Pacific sardine. I was like, let's learn about a fish that's like pretty, you know, Av not average, but like basic, I guess, and something that is in, you know, the general, just what we speak about and stuff, right? So um, I've lost where I put them. There you are. Okay. <laughs> also, I do believe they have these at the Birch Aquarium, don't they? They do yeah. have. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember if. I would assume they are our local sardines. Yeah, species. I don't know if they're Pacific, but they definitely are sardines and they are very mm -hmm. much packed in together. Yes. All right. So the Pacific sardine, the scientific name is Sardinops. Sagax, also pretty great. Okay. The Pacific sardine is distributed throughout the Indo-Pacific and Eastern Pacific Ocean, but don't have a continuous range and fragmented into separate populations of different subspecies. These sardines tend to live in areas with upwellings, which is when cold nutrient-dense water from the deep is brought up to the surface, providing nutrients for a large variety of sea life. They can live up to a maximum lifespan of 13 years, but most don't live past the age of five. Nature's rough. Um... The species can grow to be 30 centimeters long. Sardines are actually filter feeders, and they prey on a variety of um, phytoplankton and zooplankton. But unlike larger filter feeders, Pacific 
sardines have large eyes, which give them the greatest eyesight to target high densities of their prey. Oh, snap. This species also grows increasingly, nope, (laughs) incredibly fast. By their second year, individuals can already be sexually mature, but this can vary depending on how large the total population is. What? That's weird. So, like, if their total biomass of sardines is very low by the time they're one year old, then they'll usually sexually mature. But if it's the biomass is very large, then they will not sexually mature. Interesting. Okay. That's weird. That can affect that. Okay. Um, where am I? There we go. It is also highly migratory species. Huh. Excuse me. Um, and they will travel up to 160 kilometers to get to their spawning ground. And by traveling these large distances, it helps to increase the genetic diversity of the overall population. Do they pick up stragglers as they go? How is that increasing their genetic population? That is my my question. Because it ensures that other, they go to another mating ground, so it's not just everyone in the same school always mating together. So other sardines also go to the same? Okay, there we go. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So they also produce large numbers of offspring at a high frequency. In a single spawning, even a female event, I'm assuming that's what that was supposed to be, a female can produce 45,000 eggs, and she can do this multiple times a year. Like many other species of fish, the Pacific sardines are broadcast spawners. Oh, God. Which means that the females and males will just release large amounts of sperm and eggs into the water at the same time. You definitely want to be around them when this is happening. That's attractive. It's a smorgasbord for other animals. That's true. It is. The reason for this fast-paced lifestyle and high reproductive rate is because sardines are a common prey item for several species in the ocean, including multiple species of shark, fish, seabirds, seals, and even some invertebrates, also humans, obviously. Um, Because they are such a common prey item, they're highly social species that forms massive schools of fish that can number up to 10 million and can spread over several kilometers. This species population size will vary quite a lot throughout the year, and this is due in part to an inversely proportional relationship with anchovy populations. Oh, man, it's like a gang war. (laughs) All right, here we go. These species have similar lifestyles and compete for the same resources. So when the anchovy population spikes, there is a dramatic decline in the sardine population. And when anchovies decline, the sardine population increases again. It's literally like a gang war. Like they're fighting over turf. Okay, there you go. Um, the Pacific sardine is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List. This species is heavily fished by many commercial fisheries throughout its range, as sardines are one of the most commercially significant species of fish in the world, as they are used for human consumption as well as for fish oil and fish meal to feed fish in managed fisheries. I can say they're in a lot of cat food. <laughs> so that's definitely one of the foods that yep. she eats. Uh, did I say that? Yes, Okay. Because of this, it is important for fisheries to be properly managed to prevent fishery populations from collapsing due to their commercial importance and their importance in the ecosystem as they extract nutrients from plankton and make it available for larger non-filter feeding animals. Currently, there isn't widespread widespread conservation actions throughout um, the species range, but actions are being done separately at various fisheries throughout the world. One example is here on the West Coast, the best coast. (laughs) There has been a ban on commercial fishing for Pacific sardines since 2015 because the population is below target levels and a rebuilding plan is in place to allow the population to recover. Back in 2006, there was uh, 100, 1.8 million metric tons in this fishery. And in 2019, there was only 27,000 tons. That is a massive difference. Holy snap of sardines in this fishery. 
some costs due to this collapse are um, 9,500 California sea lion pups stranded um, from 2013 to 2016, overwhelming marine mammal rescue centers, and high failure reproduction failure rates in the California brown pelican, which was on the endangered species list as recently as 2009. So are we saying the sardines are affecting these other species? It's because they are the primary food source for them. Okay. So mothers weren't able to produce enough Eat. milk to keep their pups and gotcha. their pelicans that there's not enough food for them to nest. Gotcha, gotcha, chicks. gotcha. Okay, so that's just an example of how one species affects other species. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that is the Pacific sardine. There you go. Now we know something about a very basic fish. But they are kind of cute. They have these little cute little spots. Yeah. And they are cool to see them like together, and they're just shiny and they're cute. Yeah. Anyway, so that is those are our picks. They have a bunch uh, in um, the Monterey Bay Aquarium too. I'm sure. I'm sure anyone will want to have them because they school so tightly. Yeah. So they're cool. Anyway, I'm pretty sure like everything eats them too. So yes, a lot. <laughs> that is part of the problem for them. But anyway, that gets us to our animal of the I week. I want to try sardine. <laughs> yeah, you should. Well, you want some of the cat food? <laughs> Her cat food's pretty. Honestly, it kind of smells good. Oh, my goodness. The, I think that one is a sardine and tuna one. Mm. But anyway. um, But people do eat just like canned sardines. Yeah, I know. My dad used to when he was younger. Ew, that sounds so nasty to me. Anyway. Or was it anchovies? Could be both. Well, now you know there's a gang war. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who the sharks and the jets are of these equations. <laughs> but I'd have to see what anchovies look like, I guess. Um, oh, see if they're goodness. more shark-shaped or more jet-shaped, which actually are very similar shape. I just realized oh that. Gosh. Anyway, um, whatevs, it's fine. But that gets us to our Animal of the Week. And I must say that I saw this listed. I'm like, what even is that? It's cool. So I looked it up and I was like, all right, that's kind of cool looking. So our Animal of the Week is... The Barrel Eye Fish. The Barrel Eye Fish, which I know nothing about. I've only seen one picture of it. So tell us about it, Casey. Yes. So these guys come from the order Argentiniformes. Okies. And they are in the family Epistoproctidae. Okay. Their scientific name is Macropina microstoma. That's not a great scientific name, but okay. Why not? Macropina? Macropina. That's not Pina. great. Macro. It's not a great sound. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> so these guys range from the Bering Sea around Alaska all the way to Japan down to coast off the coast of California where it is most frequently observed. Okay. It is a species of deep sea fish and lives at depths of 600 to 800 meters below the surface, okay. also known as twilight zone. Yes. The lifespan of the species is currently unknown, and they are known to reach a maximum size of just 15 centimeters. Oh, they're littles. Yes, they're littles. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you I had thought a ruler. Were... No, I don't have my ruler. It didn't change. I didn't go. I wasn't smart. I didn't go get a ruler. <laughs> All right. So it's diet based on a uh, uh, yes. <laughs> Try that again. Based on analysis of their stomach contents, the diet consists of zooplankton, including various species of crustaceans, as well as siphonophores. Which are those like jellyfish that like group like corals, right? Yeah. Okay. As a fish species that lives in the twilight zone, there is very little known about this species, and much of our knowledge comes from dead specimens. The species was first described back in 1939, but the first live specimen wasn't observed until the 1990s. Wow. Yep. The Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute has done over 5,000 dives with ROVs for over 30 years. And as of 2022, they have only found this species nine times. Wow. Yep. 
As such, virtually nothing is known about how it reproduces, but it's suspected that they are pelagic spawners with males and females releasing sperm and eggs into the water column. One unique adaptation this species has is relatively large and flat pectoral fins, which help give the fish stability while swimming, and this allows it to remain virtually motionless in the water column and move very slowly and precisely, likely allowing it to sneak up on its prey. Mm, okay. The most unique and distinguishing feature of this fish is that it has a transparent head. Yeah, that part's real weird. <laughs> and you can see in its eyes, brain, and other organs. It also looks like sad. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so weird. Is it really just that part, though, that's transparent? Yeah. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have a somewhat deceptive-looking face because it has these little indentations near the front of its head that look like eyes, but those are actually olfactory structures that it uses to smell. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) Its eyes are actually the green spheres located further back in the head. Whoa. Another bizarre trait of the fish is that their eyes are oriented so they are looking straight up. That's so weird. Mm -hmm. I I cannot see that. It's like, that's basically a nose then. Yeah. And then those are the eyes. I can't even, I can't get my hand around it. Eyes. Yeah, no, I I just can't. I can't make it, I can't make it make sense. (laughs) And when this species was first discovered, scientists thought that they were fixed in this position. So they suspected it had a kind of tunnel vision, just being able to see what's above its head. However, in 2009, scientists from the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute discovered that this fish actually can rotate its eyes forward so it can see what's in front of it. The pigmentation of the eyes is also important because the green eyes allow the animal to filter out green waves of light coming from the surface, which allows them to better identify the faint silhouettes of prey above. Okay. This also allows it to see the bioluminescence of various animal species that live at these depths that use that bioluminescence as a form of camouflage to blend in with the faint light that comes from above. Okay. This explains the reasoning behind having eyes that are oriented vertically, but still doesn't explain why the eyes are in a transparent shield. No, it's very strange. Scientists know from examining the guts of specimens that they collected that this species does feed on cnidarians such as deep sea jellies and siphonophores as well as zooplankton. It's also known that at these depths there's not much zooplankton swimming around but there are several species of siphonophores that catch the zooplankton in their tentacles. So it is likely that the barrel eye uses its eyes to locate the bioluminescent zooplankton on some occasions but is more probably more important for identifying siphonophores and sea jellies which many of the deep sea species have bioluminescence. It would then swim up to the siphonophore and rotate its eyes to look forward so it can look at the prey in front of it and snatch the zooplankton from the siphonophore's tentacles. Oh, snap! Yeah. It has not been observed yet, but scientists speculate this is how the bear eye hunts its prey. Interesting, okay. Mm-hmm. This would also explain the evolution of its large pectoral fins because if you are going to steal prey from a siphonophore, you're going to need to move carefully. Yeah. Yep. This need for precision also explains why the barrel has such a small mouth so it can easily pluck the prey off the tentacles. And, of course, it explains why the eyes are in a transparent head, which is actually has a fluid shield that covers above the head, 
which would provide the eyes with protection from the stinging cells of the tentacles while still allowing it to see its prey. I guess that makes sense, mm -hmm. yeah. The species has not yet been evaluated by the IUCN Red List. Since so little is known about this species, it is unknown how it is affected by uh, human impacts. But it is found in protected areas of marine sanctuaries off the coast of California. That's crazy. I yep. want to see one of these, man. Mm -hmm. That's nuts, though. Yep. It's, it just looks so weird. It's one of my favorite animals. It's so weird. There's this little, like, cartoon drawing of it. It, it makes it look <laughs> a little bit more like it's a face. You know, like, that's yeah. the nose and that's those are the eyes. But it also looks like a small face. <laughs> At the bottom. Anyway, yeah. it's crazy. I, like, can't get past it because those look like eyes. Yes, they do. So it's very weird. I'm like, no, those are basically nostrils, sort of. And then that, those are eyes. And I'm like, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense for me. I can't, I can't make my brain make that make sense. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so really cool. Good luck to me getting a picture of that. Thank you, Casey. Out of all the DC fish, this one is one of the more well-known ones. Yeah, but that means I have to get a picture that's not royalty. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you may be Googling this one, folks. Anyway, um, so who was our last one we just did? Oh, I, I bet I can find that one. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Okay. Anyway, um, so yes. So you're probably going to have to Google that one. But that is our awesome animal of the week, barrel eye fish. That's pretty cool. Never heard of that. They're weird looking, y'all. But they're, they're awesome. cool. But they're cool. Um, anyway, it is time for a challenge. And we're doing cups. And we're going to see... If we finish it today. And change the time before we it's start. It's going to be five minutes. And we're going to get this right. <laughs> we're going to see if we finish this up today one month early. Or if we're still going into next month. If we do, we're going to have like two left. Yeah. Um, it's the ones that are going to be impossible to name. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> usually very fun. Oh, I have dice. Let's see. Yes. We can decide who's going first. I, just, I say evens is me, odds is you. Okay? Because I'm odd. Yep. We go with it. <laughs> Odd, it's you. All right. That was a 19. Ah, oh, that was a wasted roll. Should you use that in actual D&D? &D? Okay. <laughs> anyway. All right, so you're going first. We got the yes. timer. It's ready to go. Yep. All right, I'm just getting mine ready so that I'm ready when you go. All right, and go. All right. You hit timer. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, so you, what's annoying in, around your house that's always buzzing you? Like a fly? Yeah. Okay. This one... It's like a, a ro robot fly, <laughs> robotic fly. No, a shorter term for robot. Robo, a no. robo fly. No, bro. What are... bot? A bot fly. Yes. Okay, that's where you're going to get it. Okay. Um, oh, this is a random one. Okay. Um, if you, a lot of shirts have this stiff thing at the top, especially like dress shirts have it. Collar. Yes. And it's a type of bird that usually signifies peace. Dove? Yes. but Collared dove? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Wait, did you say say that again? Collared dove? Okay, yeah, you said collared. Good. All right. Oh, so it's a pig. A okay. very weird pig. Okay. Is it Babarusa? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, I think you chose this. Um can't say either of those words. Um, it's in an African country that is near Kenya. And, oh, that's <laughs> and it's, um, it is a canid. Oh, African wild dog? No. Jackal? No, it has an actual country name. Oh. I'm pretty oh. sure you chose this. Ethiopian wolf. Yeah, there we go. Alrighty. Oh, this was your favorite, a certain kind of primate. A black and white call this monkey? Yep. Okay. Um, 
This is what you finally saw at the animal park, and they have been hidden for Black a long rhino. time. No, not that one. The one up by Australia. Oh, the tree kangaroo. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so... One of these... Okay. <laughs> um, at night, it's... Dark? What's a insect that likes to fly around the lights? Um, a moth? Yeah, and their counterpart during the day a is... A butterfly, a butterfly moth. Boop. Moth butterfly. Yep. Sorry, switch that. Um, this is, I never say it right, and they're over in Africa rocks, and they kind of look like a ferrety type animal. Ferrety type. Mongoose? No. Mongoose? They're over across from the lemurs. Oh, Pusa. Yeah. Okay, not less... Mm, not less, but... More, greater. A great. Yeah. Um, not striped, but... Spotted. Great spotted. What? Um, Eagle It's rays? a bird. Nope. Oh, that's... It spotted. hits the wood. <laughs> great spotted woodpecker? Yep. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Um, okay, these are so cute. They were my favorite on that episode I tried to make really adorable. Um, they're also not on display lately. No, it's, it was my favorite, not our oh. animal of the week. And they're, like, really little. They kind of look like little, like, oh, flying uh, squirrels. Flying squirrels? Kaluga? No. no. Oh, wait. They're really You're... little, and they're adorable. Kalugas are cool, but they're not necessarily little. adorable. Yes. If you have salt or... Pepper? No. Oh, that was a bad example. Sorry. <laughs> Coffee, most people put this in their coffee. Creamer? Sugar? Oh, yes, thank oh, you. Oh, sugar glider. Yes, there we go. <laughs> oh, uh, canine in Australia. Uh, a dingo? Yep. Okay. This is... Oh, no, it's not opening. Uh, I think you chose this. They're ferocious things down usually in the Arctic area. Leopard seal? Yep, there you go. That's all you needed. <laughs> okay. Um, not lesser, but... Greater or great. It's a farm bird. A turkey? A chicken? Smaller. Um, little house on the... Prairie. Okay, a that's greater, the middle one. A greater prairie chicken? Yep. What the hell? That's a random thing I found. Oh, this is mine. Um, also not a bird. It's something small, and they have a weapon. Scorpion? No. Oh, sorry. It's also in the water. It's like when you're calling someone small, you're like, oh, you're a little... Shrimp? Yes. And it's pistol yeah, shrimp. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's uh, my favorite bird of prey in South America. Is harpy eagle. Yep. That took me a bit. Uh, I'm on my last one. This was your favorite one of these. They're usually in Harry Potter. Uh, oh, uh, Eurasian eagle owl. Yes, we did it. We did it. Oh my god, we did it. With 20 seconds to spare. Woo! <laughs> Remember. Last season, we had to do it multiple Dude. times. In the last couple months, we were like, we're failing at yes. this. We also uh, kept screwing up and kept doing 10 minutes, though, this time around. So that might also have something to do with it. So how many did we get? One, two. Eight. Same. <laughs> that was pretty good. I think yeah. we usually don't get 16. Go team. Now we put them in the correct bag. Which I can do after we finish recording. But yes, yeah, so that is our um, our next episode in the Pacific Ocean. We talked about some crazy cool animals today. Um, and very we finished, fishy. It was very fishy. And we also <laughs> finished our cups for the season. Woo! Woo! We have the rest of this month. And then we have next month, which is wild card month. And then we start season three. Whee! Anyway, but also, don't forget, if you have not already, next episode is our listener's choice. So go join Patreon. 
at the second tier, and you can have a say in who we talk about next week for our Animal of the Week. There's going to be all kinds of oceany things in there, so check it out. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast. Bye.